0: So welcome back to the Lift Your Life podcast. And we're doing something a little bit different today, which I'm really, really excited about. So I thought I'd do a Q&A with Laura. I think it was overdue. We've had a lot of talking about Laura's story, but obviously Laura is now teamy as well as my client. So I thought it'd be awesome to do maybe like once a month, we do like a Q&A answering your questions, all things coaching related, fitness, health, fat loss, body confidence, and then just some fun stuff as well, just to spice the podcast up. But I just had a bit of a brainwave the other day. Oh, Sam's coming in. Um, so for people listening, like, what are you on about? So I've actually opened up the floor for this podcast for my clients to join us live and ask the questions and just have a bit of Monday entertainment because we're recording this on a Monday. So without further ado, we're going to dive straight into the podcast and people who are live, ask questions in the chat as you go. So first question that I got, so I'm going to have to get my app up. With all of the questions, some are really bad, so I'm not gonna answer them. And the first one, not really fitness related, but what's your favourite book?
1: Oh, oh, that's hard, right? I've been reading a lot recently. Like when I say a lot, I mean like I'm getting through a book like every couple days, like a lot. Um, so I don't know what my favourite one is, but I'm I'm well and truly on the Colleen Hoover hype, like well and truly. I mean, that's mm, fiction, yeah. Yeah. um So, yeah, I kind of love all her books just now. Cool. But I, I, I don't think I've got a favorite.
0: Nice. No, see, I'm um, a non-fiction person. I don't really yeah. like these sort of fiction books. I'm all about the mindset, businessy books because, you know, I don't, it's not like I spend enough of my life, you know, doing this whole fitness, <laughs> mindset, confidence thing. I, that's why I do in my spare time. So, my favorite book, I was looking at my bookshelf right now. I probably will have to go breaking the habit of being yourself. Um, it's an absolutely incredible book. And it's one of those books that genuinely does just, just change your entire perception of yourself, your entire perception of your life. I remember speaking, someone recommended it to me, and I was just like, it'll change your life. I was like, shut up. I'm
1: you so talk about books
0: all the time. You're literally, this <laughs> book will change your life. Honestly, it's phenomenal. So, anyone who is into spirituality or gen- anyone who's quite willing to have quite an open mind about things, I'd honestly give it a read because it really will just change the way that you think about yourself. And the world, without sounding um, deep and philosophical. Some of these questions, man, are so bad. Um, I'm just not even going to answer them. Um, sorry, guys. Next one. This is a fitnessy one. What is your favourite exercise currently and why? Okay.
1: Um, I'm loving dumbbell RDLs. Yeah? Yeah. So... I loved them for a while but then I got stuck on the same weight for so long like a a good couple of months and I just like I couldn't get out of it yeah the last couple of weeks I've been like I've managed to progress on it so now I love it again (laughs)
0: yeah and this is the thing I think when you do get stuck on a certain weight for a long period of time it can become very frustrating oh yeah things that you can do you can either just keep going because inevitably you are going to have to get stronger at some point or if it just hits that plateau, it's a good time to just rotate it out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just rotate it out, go for something similar, bring it back in and you'll just get on with it a lot better. But I saw your videos of the RDL today and they were very good, <laughs> by the way. Well, um, my favorite at the moment. See, I've got loads of new exercises. I've just started a new, tr- I've got leg press back in. I do really enjoy the leg press because I think mm. it's just horrible, but it's brilliant. And it's quite safe as well. So I think it's one of those where you can go quite heavy and not feel like you're going to like drop something on you and die or like put your back out like you might with a deadlift. No, I always
1: get the fear on leg press. See like, like in between sets and you're sitting there like contemplating life. I'm like, what if this just falls? Like, towards my head, because I always sit there and I, like, lean forward, like, try to catch my breath, and I, I don't know why, but I just always get the fear it's going to come and, like, crush me. Yeah,
0: See so my, my, my thinking pattern of that is if it does fall towards you and crushes you, that's a machine fall, which therefore means there is a hell of a good claim that you can get from the gym, and then you can retire, so... I mean, I think if it broke my neck, I'd have to
1: retire anyway, so, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I'm just thinking glass half full approach um, on that one, so okay okay this is probably a good one actually we can go into the actual sort of routine side of things more because they've asked Mm -hmm. what time what time do you usually go to bed to get up so early and i guess that is directed at us both because we both do get up at
1: very stupid o'clock so laura what time do you go to bed um so i normally so i tend to be in bed not going to sleep but in bed like starting to settle down at like half seven and I'll have like my pre-bed bowl and I'll like read a bit of a book or whatever and then I start trying to go to sleep like it's normally around eight quarter past eight um yeah yeah see I think I get up a little bit later than you I get up at five yeah.
0: you're up at what half four I got
1: I got four. Four.
0: yeah so <laughs> I go to sleep at about nine ish so it's very very similar timelines yeah. Now we I'm sure you've had quite a lot of questions about this. And I get a lot of questions about this as well. Of like, how do you get up so early? early? Why do you get up so early? Now, there's two kind of I don't know what the right word is for this, like not archetypes. There's two types of people, people who are either are morning Morning, Mm -hmm. I can't think of the word here. Morning morning person? Morning lark or a a night owl or something like that. There's basically like two types of people. Some people perform better on an evening so they're more energized, they're more alert, more focused, they're more energized. Later on in the day, some people it's earlier. You will probably fall into one of those two categories. Now, if you are someone who is better on an evening, more energized, more alive, more alert, and you're looking at people like us and going, oh, how do they get up so early? I want to get up early. If that's not you, then don't. You've got Mm -hmm. to find a routine that works for you. So me and Laura, we are energised. We're productive on a morning, which is why we like to get up and get stuff done. And then by this time, as you can probably tell by how much we're waffling, we're pretty useless. So we like to get everything done early and that's suiting our needs. Now I do understand for a lot of people, maybe in your jobs or your, the way, you know, commitments that you've got with family, you can't necessarily fully accommodate to that. But at the same time, you will know to an extent, if I go to sleep at, nine 10 o'clock because I'm better on a morning, I can do more in the morning, I like to gym on a morning. That will work better for you than you trying to go to bed at like nine, 10 o'clock and you can't because you're you're awake, you're energized, you're alert, just so you can get up early. There's no prizes for being a five o'clock, you know, grind harder. We do it because we enjoy that That's the life we choose to live. I'm self-employed. I can do what I want when I want in theory. I choose to get up at that time because it serves me. So I would if you want to get up early and you think that's going to work for you you want to aim for seven to nine hours of sleep so figure out what that's going to be for you but find what works for you there'll be a certain amount of sleep that works for you there'll be a certain mm-hmm. routine that works for you and don't think because other people are doing it that you what you should be doing what works for you will work for like, I couldn't go to the gym at this time but I know people like to go to the gym on an evening I couldn't do it
1: yeah no I mean yeah. I I've done it you, in the
0: past and I just I look at these people and go how'd you go to the gym on an evening how'd you do that so, find what works for you. If you want to get up early, go to bed earlier. Make sure you get seven to nine hours of sleep. But if you don't, don't. Simple. Next question. Okay. Um, do you sometimes overexercise both purposefully or by accident? And how do you know if you've overexercised? And
1: how do you distinguish between overexercising and burnout? Interesting. I think over-exercising
0: is, is context-dependent. Yeah, because what is over-exercising for one person? I mean, obviously, if you were doing like five, six hours every single day or something, that's mm-hmm. like an extreme, hon. Huh? But what is over-exercising for one person is going to be not over-exercising for another person because you've got to think about other people's demands, energy demands throughout the day. You've got to think about, for example, myself right now, I'm going through a hormone recovery journey. And one of the things that... About this journey is is how my body perceives exercise as a stress. So my body perceives my my previous level of exercise, which was just four training sessions a day, four five cardio sessions. I. Sorry, a week. <laughs> You're well.
1: overtrained. And my body is <laughs> overtraining,
0: but not anything extreme. But my body saw it as extreme. So for me, that was perceived as over exercising. Whereas some people can do two workouts a day, and be absolutely fine, and their body's okay. So yeah, I think totally person dependent. it is person dependent and you've just got to look for the signs and symptoms of, is this too much for my body? You know, am I recovering? So that's one. Are you constantly aching from the gym? If so, maybe you need to train down how many days you train or your volumes or your intensity. Do you have issues with your hormones? Are you not, you do not have a menstrual cycle. That is a huge sign of your overtraining for yourself. Are you constantly tired? Are you fatigued? Are you feeling frustrated with training? It's very, very person dependent. So I know that's a really, really annoying answer, but it's very going it to be very individualised to you. Do you want to add anything to
1: that? Hey, no, I think you've pretty much covered it, like the part that asked if we ever sort of like overtrain. I wouldn't say I do because I do what you tell me to, so if I overtrain it, it's your fault. Okay, fair enough. That is <laughs> a good point.
0: And I think burnout, burnout is more than just overtraining. Burnout is just your entire life. Burnout is yeah. basically a... A thing that happens when your your body and mind is you basically just you've got too much stress so mm-hmm. your body doesn't care whether stress is a good or a bad stress it doesn't care if it's like stress- you
1: you can you can be burnt out and not exercise like it's not yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: your body doesn't care what a stressor is whether it's from work whether it's from money whether it's from the gym if you just basically overload your stress response, that's when you reach this point of what's called allostatic load, which is where your body just cannot deal with the stress. And that's when you reach burnout. That's when you just feel extremely tired all the time. Your hunger signals are going to be out of whack. You're constantly tired, no matter how much you're sleeping. You're hating everything. You've got no get up and go. Mood is in the gutter. And when you're feeling like that, that's when you potentially reach that sign of burnout but like I said burnout is a combination and accumulation of stress from all walks of life rather than purely training i've just got a question from sam in the chat so if it's relevant to this my fitbit has been suggesting see see how much sleep you get on vacation is that's what you need i've been getting a solid seven to eight hours this week and that's been lush big fan of the full sleep group yeah so Fitbits. no, what what when it comes to sleep <laughs> Tristy off Apple Watch Fitbit Tracker thing. But no, seven to nine hours is what is suggested for um adults. Anything under six hours consistently is actually where negative health implications will start to arise over time. So that's where things like your hot hunger signaling, body fat storage, um, cholesterol, blood pressure, all those things can actually start to become a problem over periods of time. People don't realize that, but it does. So that's not saying if you have one bad night's sleep, your blood pressure is going to be through the roof. But over time, under six hours has been linked to all-cause mortality, early death. So, not to fear among you or anything, guys. But sleep is bloody important. It's yeah. it's health. You had a question,
1: didn't you? Do you want to get do you want to get yours in? I'm yeah, and I, I think this is quite. Um, oh, what's the word? Always like lose my words when I'm on this podcast. But yeah, I feel I always forget how to forget how to words. speak. Yeah, forget what words mean what. Um, it's so quite it's, interesting it's never even hard word, words as well right this okay. is quite an interesting one okay. so it just says cellulite opinions on it
0: it's a part of the human freaking body that's mm-hmm. my opinion on it and i know
1: and it I, I wanted to mention it because i think it's one of these things where a lot of people think that it's quite a negative thing to have and mm-hmm. i but everyone has it we all have it. like yeah. yeah and it's just one of those things that's totally normal do you know what i mean it's I agree.
0: I agree. And I think the issue, well, it's a big thing talked about in the industry. And I think a lot of fitness influencers and celebrities and people make it worse because they try and almost say that like, they'll do this post where they've got cellulite and they make a big thing of it. And it's like, mm-hmm. you should be proud of the fact you've got it. And it's like, well, you're almost trying to say that it is a bad thing, but own your insecurity or own the mm-hmm. negativity. Whereas I would never do a post like that because at the end of the day, if I've got cellulite, if I've got stretch marks, which I do, I have both, even when I am yeah. lean AF. I've got stretch marks, I've got cellulite, but I don't talk about them or make a huge deal out of them because they're just a part of my body. If I'm making a big deal out of it going, oh, I've got stretch marks, but it's okay to have them. You are still creating that that hierarchy of it's okay to have this, it's not okay to have that. But if you've got that, own it. But it's like, but then you should be feeling bad about it, but you shouldn't be feeling bad about it. Whereas if Mm -hmm. you just kind of don't talk about it and just make it a part of human body the same way other things are, you know, then it normalizes it. And I think this is mm-hmm. what needs to happen. And I do get people's intentions behind
1: those posts. It all comes from a good place. It's when you see the posts that are like, workouts to get rid of cellulite.
0: Oh, don't get me started on that BS. Oh I will tell God. you this now, there is not a workout, not a cream, not a supplement that will get rid of it. Save your money, save your efforts. Don't buy into the BS. It pisses me off because it's just people mm-hmm. are just crying on people's insecurities Yeah. when you can't change it. So stop being a dick and doing, honestly, stuff like that just literally grinds my gears so much. Like, yeah, you can tell I'm an angry elf about it. (laughs) This was an interesting question, and I need to actually think about this because I'm not actually sure if I've done one. It said, weirdest fitness trend that you've done? Or fitness hype that you've latched onto? I'm trying to think if I've Mm. done any, like, fads or, like, fitness trends that have been, like, a thing.
1: Um, I probably have. Yeah, you I did. used to do. I used to, what? I yeah, know you. <laughs> you, say? you definitely will have done them all. Like, let's be real. I didn't do them all. I d- definitely done a fair few. I okay, I, I done. I used to do staff. the. You know what? Oh no, okay. I've never done that. Thank God. Oh, I see people doing that, and I'm like, mm. okay, yeah. Um, but no, you know, like the the squat one, and you, so you would do like one squat on the first day then you'd go up to like five and then the next day you'd do like you know those ones yeah 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 Um, that's how I built built my bum you know
0: obviously 100% nothing to do with you know your heavy squats and heavy RDLs or anything like that nah nothing like that um I'm trying to think if I've ever done anything I've definitely done things without actually knowing why I've just seen other people do it and then I thought I needed to do it so like sort of few minutes Fitness influencers started doing things like cuff lateral raises, reverse banding stuff. I started mm-hmm. to do it without actually understanding. Well, why would you use a cuff and not hold onto a D handle? Why would you reverse band it instead of not? So I've I've been very quick to just copy other people without actually understanding, which is just mm-hmm. stupid because they're not always relevant or appropriate to what it is that you want to do. So if you yeah. ever see a trend, rather than just do it like oh they're doing that exercise, like when all of the um Rotherham Ultraflex lot. On YouTube, started to do single arm pull downs like from a cable with a bench. I kid you not. I walked into the gym and every single person in the gym was doing it. I'm like, but do you actually understand why you're doing that? Is it appropriate to your body compositional goals? Or are you just copying? So I've been guilty of that. Now I understand mm-hmm. the function of using cuffs and stuff. So I will, I will do them for that reason. But I didn't understand. I just did it because everyone else. I thought, oh, I'm quite cool with my cuffed cable flies. And I don't use D handles. I use cuffs, but I didn't know why I was doing it. Yeah. Um, and I still have no, a booty band workout I don't think I've ever actually fallen guilty to that you know Oh, I did oh, I bet you did yes, day. Do. I've done stupid diet fads in the past like I've tried slim fast you know the one where you have like the milkshake and then like the bars and stuff
1: yeah oh did you ever do the um special k one no you know what actually a very nice cereal <laughs> special k is banging cereal but it's so good it's very good i'll give you that but what is a special k diet i, I don't even know what that is. so i actually never done it but i remember seeing it all the time and i did just have special k um but it's basically you would have it for breakfast and either lunch or dinner so you'd have two bowls of special k a day and one meal
0: oh, f- i think honest, something
1: like that anyway to
0: be honest i could probably hack that it's two bowls of cereal. i mean i,
1: I could do it easily like cereal for dinner I would not turn that down. Yeah, like, one was
0: yeah. ridiculous. It was like two milkshakes, which you don't f- touch the sides. And then like an under 600 calorie meal or something. And like, I yeah. obviously didn't stay it to it because it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's probably the worst one I've ever done. Um, That was that question. Okay. This is interesting. I think it'll be quite insightful for people. It just said, please share more on the photo shoot prep, the beauty side of things. For example, fake town waxing makeup hair is it included mm. or not. Um, what to order when you're about to do a shoot that sort of thing okay well I've done plenty but Laura you you can take the floor on this one
1: yeah so oh like beauty wise um I got a spray tan you do need a spray tan so yeah I had never had one before um but I don't I ended up doing a trial one like a few weeks well maybe like a month before it because I was so nervous about it um so I got a spray tan, it was actually fine, like and I loved it and now I just feel pale all the time. Yes. Yeah, um so I got a spray tan and then we got our hair and makeup done um when we were actually there. Like so yeah. you had obviously organized for um us to all get our hair and makeup done uh, which was good. I'm like I don't think I would have felt as good if I had just done no. it myself. No. Um like it would have been fine, but you know, it's nice. It makes a world of difference. Have the full package. Yeah, that yeah. Really um, yeah. What? What else was it? Outfits. Outfits. Um, so I took two outfits. I done like my blue tie dye shorts um, with a sports bra with a nice back. Like you need yeah. a nice back on your sports bras. You do. Like, you yeah. do. You do. You need to show off the back. You know. Absolutely. Nice part. Um, and then I had on un- like a, I don't really know if I call it an underwear set. It was more like a sort of like loungy underwear set. Yeah. Like because like the it wasn't like a bra. It was more sort of like a like I a longer, it out it, wasn't it? Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's just kind of whatever you feel most comfortable in. Like yeah. you don't want to, like if you if you wouldn't feel comfortable doing it in like an underwear set, then don't do it in an mm. underwear set. Why because wouldn't? That's why I've never. Done it's it. going to come across that you're not feeling comfortable in yourself and stuff in the pictures um so yeah you just have to do like do whatever you feel comfortable and if you want to wear leggings and like a vest top then wear leggings and a vest top do you know what I mean if, if that's how you feel comfortable in but yeah, yeah. I, w- I definitely say like think about your outfits like quite a bit beforehand so you know what you're going to take with you like don't leave it yeah. last minute
0: yeah absolutely spray tan usually if you're using professional lighting it's going to wash you out and of course mm-hmm. it brings out muscle definition a lot better Hair and makeup, yep. don't need to, but it does add because it, you just feel like a princess. You just feel amazing having it done. Like I didn't get it done professionally on my first one. Had it done professionally on my second one and I felt so much better. Like honestly, just light and day difference better. Um, Outfits again, whatever you feel comfortable in. If you have obviously dieted for it, try and show something off, don't cover up completely. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you know that there's certain areas that you're going to feel insecure about or you, you don't feel comfortable wearing shorts or you don't want to wear whatever, where what you feel good in? Um one hundred percent Just a couple of questions in the chats. Um, our Sam's talked about um I wanted to try booty for ages because it literally just gives you the shits. People get pregnant when they took it because it was removing their contraception from their body too quick. Sadly, if mm-hmm. I've been I've been on a detox tea diet, those detox teas literally are just fucking laxatives. Like yeah. I used to work in Holland and Barra and um we sold them. We sold like the skinny teas, the booties, and I just refused to sell them. Like, on and my manager hated me for it, but I was like, I'm not selling this, sh- this shit. Like, literally, quite literally, that's all it is. Or if I had to explain it, I would try and explain the health benefits of some of the goddamn products in there to the best that I could. But I would always, always, always make a huge point that if you want this pile of crap to work, you've also got to be in a calorie deficit and move your body. Oh, but the minute you start saying that, people switch off. Mm-hmm. and it is really sad and the thing about these companies is their marketing is great they latch on to like geordie lot market it and people oh fall God, for yeah. it but i think now people mm-hmm. are starting to get a bit beyond it but it's terrible absolutely terrible rachel's put in the chat as well how often do you client photo shoot it's not feeling it yet but can see it's a good motivator and looks like fun yeah so i try and i'm gonna try and run two a year so do one around summertime and then one around winter so we're about six weeks out from our next one which is in november which is gonna be awesome and then we're definitely gonna do one sort of june july time next year but we've already had quite a lot of people say after the last one we did that they want to do a summer one next year so we may have to do mm-hmm. we have to do two next year yeah. um but definitely sort of one summer time one winter time um yeah that answers that question um sam send me some questions on instagram i know she's here but um i think i'll get them up on instagram because that will be a hell of a lot easier to find where she gone Where's sam gone yeah so sam said things that you would recommend taking prepping doing for those people who want to maintain their progress but travel a lot with work and views on weighing when you come back from holiday do
1: you want me to start Mm, i guess it depends what you have available to when you are traveling. Yes. And I've like, actually just created what kind of places you're going to be staying in and stuff like do you yeah. have access to a kitchen? Do you have yeah like, I've just created really a depends. resource
0: for um well for one of my clients who travels a lot. So Sam after this remind me I'll send you it over because it's all about when you travel a lot and you want to stay on track or you want to stay focused. Oh she had little love heart on the cute. <laughs> When you are in a situation where you can't control everything the same you would at home, you can't expect things to go the same that you would at home. And I think this is the biggest mistake people make is they try and align what it is that they want to do with how they do it at home. So when they mm-hmm. fall short of that, they feel like a failure. And it's like, well, I've already ruined it. So, you know, I'll just eat what I want and just whatever. Focus on what you can control. So I just broke it down into the various bits. and right, training. Can you access a gym? Do you have a hotel gym? Using apps like Hustle where you can see local gyms, can you access one if you can great or do they have a pool you can go use go do some laps, get your body moving if you can't okay can you go for a walk Can you still hit your steps target you probably can so that's one thing you can do nutrition wise can you see what calories are available on the menus can you pre you know are you in an airbnb so can you take your own food can you are you in like a more buffet style place so you can make better choices that are similar to what you would have at home making the best choice is all you can do And one thing that people massively overlook is just little bits of routine because if you can keep little things of routine up, it'll just keep you going. So take your supplements with you in a little supplement um, container thing. Keep to your same wake and sleep time. You know, little things like that will just keep you going. But it's the biggest thing is the mentality towards it, which is don't expect to be 100% perfect. Do what you can and know Mm -hmm. that that's enough. Yeah. Mic drop and weighing in post-holiday personally i just think for most people is uh, stupid because most people are gonna gain mm-hmm. weight post-holiday it's inevitable
1: yeah because i of think fact- it depends on what your relationship with the skills is like mm. beforehand. like if it doesn't bother you then
0: i still find, think like- even people who it doesn't bother it's still gonna have a negative taint Because Mm. it's not accurate at all. Because you know yourself, right? From when we went on holiday, you were up a decent amount of kilos after your holiday, but after Mm. a week, it was pretty much gone, right? Yeah. So if you just skip that waiting, right, and just done the one one week after your holiday, Mm -hmm. it'd be like, oh, I've just maintained. It's all right.
1: Yeah.
0: But for some people, if they saw that jump, they'd be like, "Wow, okay, I've messed up. I can't get back to where I was." um so it's it is i think like you said how you're going to receive that but i do think for most people you are going to see quite a significant spike a significant spike that you've probably not seen in a while you may have seen the odd pound or two as, as natural fluctuations occur yeah from my experience as a coach that usually the spike is quite a lot more significant than what you would see on a normal day to day, mm-hmm. and it really can mess with your mentality
1: oh yeah definitely
0: so mm-hmm. I think, like you said, if you have a very, very, very good relationship with the scale, and I mean, very, very good and it doesn't bother you in the slightest and you can be very, very objective and you want to see just for pure data, like I'm a bit of a geek. I always like to see what I've weighed in post-holiday because I just love data and how my body responds. I'm weird. That's why I do it.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm a proper weirdo. I'm a proper loser. But for anyone, anyone, if you think it's going to have any sort of negative taint on how you feel in yourself, you how you're going to re- respond in relation to how you then approach your food, whether it's from a, well, fuck it, I've messed up or... I need to over restrict to compensate. Don't bother. Get straight back to plan. Then weigh in, and that will be a much more accurate weigh in about a week or so later. Mm
1: -hmm. That's
0: what I'm going to say on that matter. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Cool. More questions. Let's have a look. Um, What is your heaviest lift?
1: Hmm. Um. I don't know. Leg press probably not. Like, like present or. It just says what is your heaviest lift? Because ah. I would say my hip thrust would be my heaviest, but I don't have it in my program now. But no. that is yeah. I think I got up to like one seven five. Nice. For like solid reps. Solid reps. Can't remember how many. I was well, like three or something.
0: See, the thing is, right, asking a question on what is your heaviest lift? Like obviously something like a leg press, a hip thrust, a deadlift is going to be heavier. But it's like, oh it's, yeah contextual isn't it because like certainly what well, te- well, like, yeah, heavy is different to everybody exactly, you know like, I mean? it's heavy different for everyone and also as well you might have like a really strong, I don't know, say your leg press is only at 140 for example but then you can like bench press like with the 25kg dumbbells or something, I've got people, like one of my mm-hmm. friends one of my best friends, she's strong at legs but she's not that strong but upper body it's like
1: what, how do you mm-hmm. move that and it's just all relative. So yeah. Yeah, I see I am the opposite. I'm like my legs are stronger than like most people is. have that, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, great fun. I love
0: it. Some really, really pointless questions. And I know that sounds really rude, but um But yeah, right. But it's just them. like what's your favorite like Netflix show or Netflix recommendations? And it's just like again, what I what what I'm enjoying Netflix- I, I barely watch anything like um, <laughs> literally. Just, I might enjoy it, it doesn't mean you're gonna enjoy it and then this is the thing right you put these suggestions out there and then people reply to like I've tried that and I didn't like it well I didn't tell you to oh my god it's... all the time with fucking cream of rice Cream of rice. every time what is that oh, I think I should have some I'm like we probably won't like it oh no I want you to buy get it. a
1: message a week later saying that they didn't like it and you're like right
0: yes not my problem didn't tell yeah. you to go buy it. You went into the shop or you went online and you put your bank details in and you know you went picked up that parcel, hon.
1: I always like when people ask me that, I always say it's an acquired taste. You, you like you probably won't like it. I also I, I the disclaimer that, just because like, like... that
0: you, you probably won't like it and you, you probably just don't need it. Like mm-hmm. if you're happy with oats or you're happy with what you've got in your diet, just stick with it. If you want to try it, try it. And if you don't like it, not my problem. Um <laughs> next question. Just putting that one, I'll still get a message off the back of this. Oh, I heard you. It talk, is really nice, though. It is. Oh, it's amazing. I, I'll get, it's nice. I guarantee, I'll get a message off the back of this podcast. Though, like I heard you talking about cream of rice on that podcast, so I thought I'd try it, and it was disgusting. We did, we did, we did say.
1: I'd probably start crying. I'm not even joking. Okay, I can't cope. I just to double tap them now.
0: Um, okay, next one. This is quite an interesting one, actually. Okay.
1: Biggest fear. Uh, spiders and heights they both make me cry so you've gone for
0: very sort of generic phobia yeah I I was going to go for something a little bit deeper than that I know you are
1: but those are generally like right I'm home by myself just now right everyone's on holiday if there was a spider in this house I would genuinely be in like tears and not know what to do like train coming to mind like Lucy I can't cope. I'm going to stay with you probably I'm not even joking my sister one time, right? And I'll never forget, and this was like six, seven years ago, she looked at me one day, she's like, Laura, you've got a spider on your head. And I burst out crying and she was bloody joking. That's me. And like I was terrified. And with heights, I was up the Blackpool Tower. Um, this was like again, good few years ago now, and mom was trying to get me to like walk over, you know, the glass floor bit. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't want to. She's like, oh, come on, I can do it. And I, I started crying. I was like, can't do it. Well, they petrified. But yeah, I know you're going to be deep. I'm not as deep as you. I don't know. See, I know what my biggest
0: fear is from a lot of work on myself. And my, my biggest fear is failure.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have got a very deep-rooted, and I'm not going to go into my full backstory and like I'm probably told I'm sure I've talked about this in a podcast before. Or we'll,
1: we'll just have a look back at your previous podcast. i yeah, will be somewhere. Yeah. I'm, I've
0: given my, my ex fact story another another point. I'm not going to do it again. But I have a very, very chronic, deep-rooted fear of failure, um, which mm-hmm. has come from many of life experience. So I get very, very, very anxious when things don't seem to be going the right way. Whether it's something that I can control or not, I get I have just a chronic fear of failure, so when little thing, I have to work so hard. When little things go wrong, which most people just be like, "Well, it is what it is," you know, nothing to worry about, or you're fine. Mm -hmm. I find it very, very hard to to deal with it, and I have to really, really sit down and speak to myself. And that's why I I am so self-critical. That's why I am such a perfectionist about things, and that's why I do get a little bit OCD about things because I just want everything to do everything I can to make sure that everything always improves. I've just got this mindset of I always want to be better. Which is why I think I like I'm, I'm good at the whole bodybuilding thing and I'm you know good at the whole training thing and I'm good at the whole well, I guess I'm all right the whole businessy kind of thing because I'm always yeah. a mindset of all right I want to progress I'm not happy with yeah. static and I've got a fear of going backwards even if going backwards is what's needed or it's just down to what's going on in the world or whatever so when lockdown happened and my business was put on horse, it was literally felt like the end of the world like honestly that's the only way I can describe it i felt like i was failing because i wasn't progressing my business and i wasn't progressing my training when it wasn't Mm -hmm. so that's mine
1: see this is why we get on so well you're like the deep and meaningful (laughs) person i'm just like i'm i'm just the banner
0: i'm here like i've got this chronic you're gonna kill all the spiders spiders for me and i'm just gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you it's all gonna be okay (laughs) yeah rachel says she's the same with spiders though um and she's just had to deal with it because she's bought a house
1: I feel for you, Rachel. I really do. The
0: thing is, if you live, if you live in a house, right, and there's no one else to deal with it, what do you do? You you've gone you've got to deal with it. You've got to face it on. You've
1: got to get rid of it spider, Run it down. You just gotta get rid of it.
0: No. No. I think we'll go for two more questions. Um okay. this one was how do your partners, slash friends, slash family support your
1: fitness journey? Um fine like nah I'm quite lucky (laughs) I'm quite lucky in the sense that um like they they just support what I do um so like my partner like he goes to the gym and stuff as well and like yeah he has a coach and he tracks what he eats so like that's fine on that side um family I mean they've not being like not supportive but there are always like some not even bad comments but you know the ones that's like mm. oh but you could just have this or you could just have that or um oh don't get too big or oh, hope you don't go and do that uh and stuff like that but like they'll still support me like when I was dieting from my shoot like they were really supportive mm. um so yeah like I've I've never been really unlucky in that sense whereas I know a lot of people yeah can be um and like friends like at work and stuff like they're I mean the su- support as supportive as they can be like I mean they don't always kind of understand what I'm doing and they're like yeah but they they try and be supportive like they show an interest and stuff yeah so yeah, yeah I guess like I'm quite lucky in that sense
0: yeah see when I first started I definitely got the more sort of negative comments and my family found it quite hard to to understand why I was doing what I was doing but I do think a lot of the comments that I did get were very much an anxiety thing because I, mm-hmm. I was not long past having an eating disorder. So they've then yeah. been going from that to just being quite relaxed. Then, you know, I'm only eating this and I'm weighing out this food. I think they were just worried more than anything else.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: obviously got the comments about the protein powder, like, Oh, what's this protein powder? You know? But over time, when they've actually seen how much it's it's impacted me in terms of my self-confidence, obviously, it's given me a career. It's made me a much happier, healthy human from the inside out over, you know, years. You know, I started this whole fitness shebang when I was 18 and I'm 24 and I was spending, you know six years, five and a half, if we're counting. But over that time, they've seen how much I've changed as a person and they are so goddamn supportive now. Like the other day they were asking me like how my training will going and like showing an interest and um, my mum they've said was saying something like oh you can come around for your tea when you've got that weekend where you're actually here Um, let me know what you want because I know you probably want something with some high protein in it or something <laughs> you know they're really really supportive but yeah. my biggest advice to everyone always is you when you first start something that's going against the norms and the social norms I just eat what you want do what you want well you know eat shit, drink, don't go to the gym, be lazy, it's cool, just sit back and watch Netflix. When you're going against that and doing something which is going against what is societal norms, which is crazy to think that being unhealthy is now a societal norm, but it is, you are going to get some sort of backlash or comment about it. Mm -hmm. But if you actually care about what people's opinions are, just give it time, because I promise you, when they start to see the change that it has on you, how much happier you are, how much more confident you are, how much healthier you are, all the benefits starting to show they will be so much more supportive and understanding. And a lot of the time as well, they might start asking you for bits of advice, which is always the, the best part, because as soon as people start mm-hmm. asking you for like, oh, what's that meal and stuff? Something, oh, now you're interested, are you? Oh, interesting. <laughs> but they they will,
1: yeah.
0: but it's time. Don't expect people to understand straight away, but they will.
1: Yeah, no, I totally get that because so obviously like I was overweight for like, like my whole life really until... I don't know probably like a few years ago so when I did actually start losing weight I had like quite a lot of people say to me oh like don't lose too much weight like you'll look ill like and all this but it's because they were so used to seeing me with like a lot more weight on me and they were used to seeing me with like my chubby cheeks and stuff like that so when I did start to lose weight and they started to disappear they were like oh you look so different like do you know and they're not they're not trying to be horrible about it no it's just their way mean, of yeah yeah but I mean now because they're used to seeing me like with less fat on me that's it's not just yet. normal yeah so yeah it's, it's one of the things and it can be really hard but you just have to do what you want to do at the end of the day like, you do do what makes you happy and over time other people will
0: understand and they will get yeah. better with it I'll give it time honestly please like I said it's taken my family years to get to that point but now they're incredible about it and it, they will, they will get to that point. I kind of want to flip the table. So I've just looked through the um, the questions, the rest ones. And I'm really sorry guys, if you ask the questions, but I'm just, I'm not vibing them. So I actually want, I want to ask the question now and you I'm going to ask, ask it to you. Obviously. I'm going to hover girls, my
1: mouse over the leave button. No, no, you're not and the like. girls on the
0: podcast because we're actually going to go with the signature question, which is what all the guests get on the podcast. So you already answered this, but your opinion may have changed. So, you know, so, Sam, you've definitely listened to my podcast, so you should know this one. So, any guest that I get on the podcast, I always ask the question of, what is your favourite cereal? Because cereal is one of the best foods in existence. And this is where judgment occurs, because I've had some terrible answers. I've had things like Rice Krispies, and I'm just like, mate, if that's what you're going to pick from Asda out of all the things, <laughs> get out. So, guys, you can either unmute yourself or you can put it in the chat um, what is your favorite cereal? But don't worry about calories or macros. Just if you had the free option to go into the cereal aisle and pick up whatever you want, what are you going for? I have a few. Are you going first? Then all right, I, think well, I have more than one, right? So well, that's not the question, is it? For God's sake, Laura, every time well, I can't okay. give
1: you an answer,
0: <laughs> I can't do it. On, right.
1: Cocoa rocks, you know, yeah, 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 the cocoa peanut butter Aldi cereal. Yes. And I just tried the chocolate orange Wheatles for the first time. They're very good. You know I bloody love anything chocolate orange. Chocolate orange wheatos with chocolate orange perform. I need to try that. But I do have both of those right now in my house. 100 i might have that tomorrow, have that tomorrow actually. good choices mate i'll you can um,
0: Heck, stay on the team for that um, and so sam's it. sam's gone for Cocoa pops or the gluten-free equivalents um because sam has to go gluten-free not a bad shout you can't really beat Cocoa pops to be fair as well you're a staple right and the golden nuggets golden nuggets are freaking incredible never had them what you've never had golden nuggets oh
1: nope. my lord jesus wow you can get some of them for the next time I have
0: a cereal. I'm pretty sure you can get them where you are. Like They're not like a yeah, I don't like them,
1: that's just the way. At least if you get them. We'll you will like them,
0: they're really nice. I like just yeah. sweet. You'll like them. Yeah. Um, Rachel's put Slimming World ruined cereal for me. Another reason to hate Slimming World. But I do love the chocolate clusters from Aldi. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to guess it's like granola sort of thing. I don't think I know what they are either. I don't know what they are either, but chocolate clusters, chocolate... I like chocolate clusters. Always sounds good. So, yeah. And this is the thing I hate about these restrictive diets and stuff. Um, oh god, here we go. <laughs> Sam's just posting to chat. I, I know. Don't exa- I can see the
1: first few words. I know exactly what she's going to say. She doesn't like um, whey and cereal or whey and cocoa balls. And every time I post it, she's like, "No, Laura, that is not okay." <laughs>
0: no, it is okay. I'm. I. I know it's what so you said about Demetrius Laurie's view. I usually don't trust Laurie's view either. You know, ever. Um, that's why, obviously, she's my business partner. I thinks I really don't trust her. But on this one, she is right. Cereal as a on and way together is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Granola with chocolate flakes. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, Rachel. Okay. Um, you can stay on the team for that one. Um, Adele's put Laura's got me obsessed with having cocoa pops in my yogurt bowls. Oh my God, I feel like Yeah,
1: right.
0: love it. <laughs> a, bit of a debate going on here. Yeah. Um, it's like the
1: monster hype all over the
0: game Oh, don't get me started on that one. But the pre bed bowl one, I know Laura's sharing it on her stories, Adele, but actually, I was the OG of the pre bed bowl. I got Laura on the pre bed bowl. So I think I actually should yeah, take the credit for good, that one. But good, no, it's a bit of cereal in your yogurt on an evening. It's such a beautiful snack because yeah. yogurt. And protein powder is protein which helps with sleep helps with muscle protein synthesis throughout the night and helps with getting you to sleep as well and carbohydrates pre-bed can actually help you with sleeping so having a bit of coca pops pre-bed is a good thing you heard it here first I I fitness
1: i'm gonna get some hate fat
0: no that's sugar that's not healthy we be promoting that as
1: long as you don't eat it after like six o'clock are fine
0: Oh yeah. Yogurt, I can get on board with okay. Sammy, not before the kick <laughs> off the team then. Um we'll accept you for that one. But no, some good answers there. I'm pretty happy with that. I was hoping I wasn't gonna have to fire anyone for like cornflakes or something for um well you know what's good to tell? the lion cereal lion okay, bar. Yeah, Le- lion bar's banging. If you're not mm-hmm. on lion bar cereal, that is um elite. That's got yeah. to you. But yeah, I think we've waffled about cereal for too long now. Oh, just play uh, it. I do as well. It's amazing, but that was a Q and A and also a rant about cereal that we did live with a couple of our clients. Well, three couples. Two. is It's cough. Laurie, you have to take over the closing of the podcast because I'm I'm literally choking on my own. Um, amazing. Are you Are you okay? I'm not. I no, have to. You're gonna. I'm being serious. You have to do an outro. I'm gonna have to like
1: cough. First. Oh, okay. You're
0: gonna have to do the outro first. Well,
1: I don't even know what the outro is. the outro normally is. Okay, well. <laughs> I will just say thank you for listening to everyone. Thank you to our clients for joining live. Um, Lucy will leave our Instagram in the little show notes or whatever it's called. And she will catch you in the next one. Bye.